Welcome to The Open Bell, a podcast for trumpet players, by trumpet players, and a cornet guy. I'm your host, Bill Stoneman, and I'm joined by my good friends and fellow trumpet geeks, Brian Appleby Weinberg, and the pernicious polymath himself, Joey Tartell. This episode of The Open Bell is brought to you by the World Trumpet Federation. Truth, justice, and the World Trumpet Federation. That's right. You know us. You love us. You can't live without us. And hey, we're more than just a pretty podcast. We've got all sorts of helpful hints, interesting lists, videos, blogs, and other cool stuff to make your trumpeting life better in every way. Just head on over to www.worldtrumpetfederation.com to join the fun and become the most informed player, teacher, and performer that you can be. And when your friends start to notice how much better you're getting and ask how you did it, just say WTF. And by Dylan Music. To say we are excited to have Dylan Music as a sponsor is an understatement. Steve Dillon and his team have been at the epicenter of the music business since 1992. They are committed to helping students, teachers, and professional performers be the absolute best they can be. If you can't get to Woodbridge, New Jersey in person, which we highly recommend, no worries at all. Just pick up the phone and dial 732-3399 to be in touch with the most knowledgeable staff in the business. But if you can get there, Brother Jim McCombs and Perry Sutton, culinary mastermind, will be there to help you with all your trumpeting needs. And because you're smart, savvy, and listen to the open bell, you can now get 5% off all your accessories by using the promo code OPENBELL5. How cool. 5% off your order just because you listen to the open bell. See what I mean? We're kind of a big deal. Dylan Music. Musicians helping musicians since 1992. Each week, Warming Up is brought to you by Chop Saver, that perfect all-natural lip treatment created by the one and only Dan Gosling. And Dan, being the prince that he is, has provided all of us with a promo code. Promo code! Promo code! With this promo code, you can get 15% off your entire order. And please order in bulk. Is there another way? No. Bulk no, is the way to go. Just order in bulk. Yeah, so go to www.chopsaver.com and use the promo code BELL for 15% off. And now the closest thing we have to a prince or really any other royalty here on the Open Bell. <laughs> Sir right. Brian. Don't, don't Sir Brian Appleby it. Weinberg. <laughs> Sir Brian of Glassboro. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, see all that out there? That's all. No. As far as um, you can see. Right. So um, I don't know when this happened to me, but it was I discovered last Thursday. that my favorite, <laughs> my favorite thing in the world, playing-wise, is to sit down with a brass quartet and my cornet and play Christmas carols at the mall. Oh, my. Oh, no, come I just on. absolutely on. love no, hey, let's doing not this. Mo- There's no knocking no, hold the mall. On. I love the no, mall. No, I know. But let's unpack this a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> let's go in. Go in. Come on. Oh, my God. I want to know. We we're going to need to be more specific okay. than that. So I, I, it's just from the brass band. Um, a couple of years ago, instead of doing our large brass band, like mini concert and parade at the mall, the mall asked if we would do a series of quartets yeah. around the mall or just in one spot from the Macy's for like several hours. And so we had two quartets and we sort of traded back and forth um, for a couple so, hours. At the so mall. you're busking, you're busking Bus- in the we're mall. totally busking at the mall. Right. Um, and, um, and they didn't have any money this year. And I realized that 
it didn't matter to me that the band wasn't going to make money. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and, and I thought we should just do a few of these. And so we did our first one last weekend. We're doing it again on Saturday. And it we're just doing an hour. We're not doing the big big thing that we normally do. We're only doing it a few times. But it is just to get out the Carolers' favorite books and just um, uh-huh. just sit uh-huh. there and play Christmas tunes for an hour with some good brass players on your cornet. It's just beautiful. And then because I know people are playing these Christmas carols a lot, if you're playing Christmas carols, you have got to do it in the style of the Philly Brass Festival of Carols and Brass. You have to get that recording. You have to listen to it. That's just the way they go. I say it every year. It's just the way they go. I I tell my students every year, no, you have to listen to the recording again. You can't play all those notes long. or No, you can't tongue that hard on those those hymns we're gonna get to that yeah we'll get there tonight and it's just like it just makes me happy just to do this thing yeah wow wow i'm not so he's back on the cornet yeah well he's back on the cornet and so court quartet just quartet you you and a bumper you're bringing a bumper yep so last week it was chris underwood from from delaware this week chris Uh, underwood uh who here we go here we go (laughs) Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> right out. This right week, out. Pa- Paige is back, so Paige is playing. Uh, and we just trade off who's playing the lead book. We just pass the book mm. back and forth. Yeah. And um, Is Chris and, taller than Paige? Never mind. That's a stupid question. Everyone is. No. <laughs> no, I'm not sure. I am I am so tall in the front row now. It's awesome. Yeah. It is awesome. Okay, so you had uh, rotating bumpers. Rotating it takes bump- two. I can understand why you would need two to get through because I, right. I couldn't make it. Yeah. Uh, who else? <laughs> <laughs> and then is it just two trombones then? No, it's uh, tenor horn. Uh, so our principal tenor horn player. Trombones? Yeah, it's a brass quartet. <laughs> and then, yeah, no. And then euphonium. Yeah. Oh. oh. Yeah. I think this week our bass trombonist is going to play bass, so bass trombone. Who played euphonium? So our bass trombonist also plays euphonium. So Tyler, he's a student here. He just won concertos on bass trombone. Wow. Totally killer player. Great guy. So, so that means, like, I could essentially do this on cornet, cornet, flugel, and bass trumpet. You could actually do that, you and could. it would sound great. Yeah, you could do it busking do you by have them? yourself. I have oh, them in PDF. I can four parts. I have them in PDF. Do you, I can do you send have the books? Them. Yes. Oh, you got them from John. You're going to have to send those up. You got them from John in PDF. <laughs> yeah. So did uh, Gene let you set up outside the Cinnabon, or where were you? <laughs> we were and outside, I'm out. <laughs> outside the Macy's. Wow. <laughs> yes, you are very From out. downtown. <laughs> way downtown. No one saw that guy. <laughs> that's, that's not okay. <laughs> Holy moly. Yeah. Wow. Well, Brian, this is good, though. It's good Just, for you to embrace these feelings and, yeah. and process this with us. Yeah. So go You're play already some in Christmas the, music. Already in the Christmas spirit. I yeah. love it. It's not even December yet. Well, by the it time this December. comes out, it's yeah. in December. Yeah, yeah we're going. Yeah, we're there. By the time this comes out, sure. Outstanding. Yeah. All right, Joey, what do you have for us? Well, in contrast to Brian's <laughs> lovely positive holiday sentiment, <laughs> I came with a, a, a bit of a, a rant uh, it's that time of year when people Joey seem to gets be... dark. Well, yeah, that part that part's true. When the Grinch <laughs> comes out, you can see the the green uh, in my skin yes. coming out. Uh, it's that time of year where uh, Spotify, among other places, uh, like to tell you what you're listening to. And listen, yes. you might be listening to us right now on Spotify, and we put this out for free, mm-hmm. so I don't have any problem with that. Yeah. All good. However, the message I want to bring to you tonight is. If there's music that you like, 
don't after you've listened to it on a streaming service go buy it because ah, yes. if you're yeah. if you're only doing this if you're paying Spotify their five dollars a month or whatever their subscription is and all three of my daughters at different times have been very angry with me that I will not pay for uh, music streaming services and I won't do it because mm. they don't pay their artists enough <clears throat> right I'm yeah. saying if you like that music let's go buy the music so Support in it. this holiday season what I want you to spend your money on is live music so yeah. you know I want you to go either see something live go pay go see a concert or buy something that you you've listened to you know a hundred times on Spotify just buy it spend the 99 cents for the tune or the you know the 10 bucks for the entire recording mm -hmm. buy music spend money on music there it's worth it because otherwise here's my worry follow my logic here if because uh, oftentimes people say yeah well you know Taylor Swift doesn't need my money she's already rich and hey she is already rich good for her Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm not worried about Taylor Swift. What I'm worried about is p new people creating new music. If there is no avenue for them to make money by making new music, they won't do it or you won't be able to find it, which means there's less and less new music being offered. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So then there's just there's fewer choices to listen to, not as much new music to get to that. And that eventually is going to be. Uh, have a real negative impact upon professional musicians. Yeah. So we need that kind of support. Get out there and spend money on music. And it's cool to buy just the the MP3. You totally. don't have to buy the CD. Right. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Buy digital yeah. copies, but buy them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. That's one, that's, that's my idea. middle rant. That's tonight, wonderful so. advice. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's a rant, but it's you know again in the spirit of giving. Yes. So yeah. did, have you purchased some new? Christmas music this season, Joey? Um, Christmas no. music? <laughs> no. no. It's, too early. it's too early for him. <laughs> I have not purchased any. What's the last Christmas music I purchased? That's a good question. I'm Mariah Carey, Christmas a... 4. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That hurt. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not a big Christmas music, but I do buy music, you know. Like we've talked about before, you know, I like when there's some new, I see somebody has their their new uh new recording or new cd and i'm like great boom buy yeah. it send it to me support you know, it that's yeah. great all right bill what do you got for yeah. us this oh, evening uh, mine is also in the in the spirit of you know christmas and giving and you know blatant self-promotion that goes along with it my uh bass clef book is just about done oh new, new book, book. <laughs> yeah, new book. book yeah cool thing picking the color schemes now with graphic designer morgan you know uh, Morgan did the whole first book thing. So yeah. I'm just trying to settle on a color now. And uh, she's just kind of tweaking some things. And it won't be ready for Christmas, obviously. But it will well, be ready uh, soon. Will be ready by Valentine's Day? Uh, maybe. It's be a great... Like, of, that's, a, that's a gift of love right there. Yeah, the bass clef version <laughs> now, of 26 Are you going to have to pay for shipping studies. on that? Nope. nope. I don't, wanna, I'm I don't gonna, have to pay for shipping for my nope. bass clef friends. No shipping for any of your bass clef or treble clef friends. Yes. It's going to be free shipping. Yeah, oh, look at that. Now, where where are people going to be able to find this book? They find it on my website. Yeah, WilliamStoneman.com. WilliamStoneman. But no pre-orders. Uh, can you pre-order it? I didn't really think about that so much. No. Yeah. Because then no. Because I'll tell you what, printing right now, anything crazy. Really? Oh. Yeah. There's a huge backlog with printing. So oh. as soon as this is ready, I'll get it. It's going to go to print, and I will have them. Wow. That and yeah. uh, you're, you're going with that that color on on the cover, my favorite color. Uh, yeah, I asked her specifically if she had 
Corolla beige. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you wanted the invisible book. I wanted it to just blend in <laughs> with everything. And just get lost with everything else. Yeah. Yeah. All so right, yeah, so, Morgan's so doing ba- a nice job with that. Base clip Beautiful. book coming out soon. Yeah. And there then, it is. Uh, there's going to be a book two. Book two, yeah, right on the heels. All right. Of the base cleft book. We're getting there. Right. How far away can, are you on that? As soon as I can pay my editor. Uh, they are. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Sell know. Base cleft books. I, I hear he's cheap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> book two is. Uh, I mean, they're all written. Uh, don't have all the poetry written yet, but it's etudes are done, done yeah. and done, done and done. Twenty six more. Wow, that's, that's impressive. Yeah. So now yeah. you've got one for each uh, card in the deck, as it were. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Fifty-two. Maybe we could then publish a compilation. Fifty-two. Yes, or a, right. a commemorative deck of cards, which the name right. of each one is with a different one. <laughs> and really of tiny, really tiny notes. <laughs> I like this. Or really big cards. Complete stolen etudes, right. all four versions, right? Yeah. All four yeah. Books. Right. Yeah, Scott did have a great idea. I think I told you guys about it. He said, I should do one for C instruments, but just print the B-flat one again. <laughs> like, it just change the color. That, that is mark, That is the marketing <laughs> genius of Dr. Be, Bell. There it is. Might be on to something there. Yeah. So, wow. All right, boys. It's time for a new game. We have not played this game before. An- oh, no. well, you're Another just, you're new. You're just making work for me is what you're yeah. doing here. I am. I, what I'm trying doing. to. What can I come up with that these guys will fail? <laughs> well, we'll fail all the time. Yes, it doesn't matter mean, what you come new, up with. Makes me and, a new recording project every week. Oh, then there's that. Well, that never crossed my mind. <laughs> 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 Although the last one I really did do because I just wanted to see if I would be right about it. Um, but this one, this will be a tough one, actually. I hadn't really thought about what you might come up with, but we're going to play 20 questions. Twenty questions. Yeah, but there aren't actually twenty questions. Well, no, you guys ask the questions. What? Yeah, you know how this game works. I think of <laughs> an object. <laughs> is, is there a card? <laughs> There's no card. I have down here printed in front of me an item, a trumpet adjacent item, something that has to do with trumpeting, and you guys get to ask questions until you figure out what it is, and you oh, get twenty gosh. shots. Oh, my gosh. Then we're never going to get this. Now, in real 20 questions, I'm supposed to tell you if it's animal, vegetable, or mineral, but we're mostly dealing with, you know, trumpet paraphernalia and stuff. So, you know, you know, whatever category that falls into. Trumpet mineral, I guess. Wow. Not vegetable. It's not vegetable. No offense to you personally, Brian. <laughs> it's not vegan. Yeah. It's not. I'm lodging not a vegan. protest. We're not. We're not playing the vegan version of twenty yeah. questions. But the item I have in mind is really specific, so you can start asking questions on now. I guess you could get ten questions a piece, or or you could ask twenty questions each. I don't really care. Wow. The uh, best part would be Joey commenting on my questions. Now I'm going to be mad right. at your questions. So you get to say, you know, is this something? <laughs> Joey, and if I'm you want to need you to stop talking. <laughs> Brian, stop talking. <laughs> Brian, you're burning all my questions, Brian. Uh, all right, so how are we going to limit this down? We need to think broad categories here. He says it's trumpet adjacent is what he yeah. said. Yeah, it has something to do with what we, so what you can, we like, have as trumpet it. players. You right. could play it or... Are you asking questions physical? already? No, no, no we're, we're talking. We're discussing. Oh, ho, ho. Ease oh. up there, Doctor. I, had, I hey, started, on. Mr. Genie. I just <laughs> created a check. No, there's no no check marks there. Um, 
Yeah, so we need to think. Uh, Does it make sound? Does well, it alter sound? Oh, that's a good idea. That's Does, a good first question. You want to go in with that one? It, was it written? Like, is it? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm supposed to only answer yes or no. Yeah. You Correct. can answer as broadly as you'd like. I'm sure you would. But we'll be if taking I were you, notes. If I were you, I'd feel the same way. <laughs> exactly. All right, Brian, you want to go in there first? Okay. Does does it make sound? If if used, sorry, if used properly, does it make sound? Yes. Mm. Okay. So that means it's. You know, we're going to go back and Joey's going to legislate all my answers. Every on single this. one of these answers. Every single one. But you yeah. said. But you said. That's, that's right. not what you said. That's right. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> We've already done that. Oh, Episode 100. <laughs> Keep that running. Um, all right. So it does make sound if used properly. Huh. So. Hmm. I'm sure you can edit out all the dead airspace later. Yeah, I'm going to have to do that. So, uh, I'd like to solve the riddle. Oh, go ahead. I'd, like to, Joe, I'd like to buy a vowel. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Brian, if it makes okay. sound, that means is it something that you think goes it's with good. the horn? Yeah, an instrument or it's a mouthpiece. Like, well, yeah, or is it like a mute? You know, are you, those kind are of you things asking like that. me? No, I'm talking to Brian right now. We're discussing. We're, we're going to get to you in not just a second. Have allowed you guys to collaborate on this. <laughs> That's the whole purpose. You just have to ask questions. All right, uh, is this something that attaches to a trumpet? Attaches. No. Right. Well, what like, do you mean well, by attaches? Well, like a mouthpiece goes into a trumpet, a mute goes into a trumpet. Are those, those attachments? Those, yeah, you those would attach, consider those attachments? Those attached yes. to a trumpet. Okay, if that's the way you mean attachments, then yes. Ah, see, now we're getting somewhere. That's what I thought you meant, but it was a weird word. Well, right, but um, you know, because I could say put in, but then if it's something you put on, that would be something different. That's why I said attaches. Yeah, like one of those, like a sound sleeve or work something. Work around that. That's, yeah. yeah. But a sound sleeve doesn't make any sound. It's true. It alters the sound. Alters the sound. Oh, here we go. So a mute alters the sound, but it doesn't make any sound. Although the new mutes, because they that you guys have the vortex. Right. But they're not making the sound. They're just changing the sound that comes out of the bell. All right. You could go either way with any of this. No, you couldn't. Yeah, you can. <laughs> we need a judge. I'm, I'll be the judge. Go oh, ahead, I'm Brian. The judge. You're up. I'm judging you right now. <laughs> This is a trumpet podcast. There's three judges on here. That's, that's very true. And there's Brian. all judges listening. <laughs> all right. So, Brian, we know that it makes sound and it does attach in some way to a trumpet. Yeah. So that whittles things down, right? It's a yeah, mute I would, or mouthpiece. Yeah, I hope so. It's a mute or a mouthpiece. Um, sounds right? like it. You want to ask if it's one of those? And I'll ask oh. if it's the other, if the answer is okay. no. Okay. Is it a mouthpiece? No. Is it a mute? Yes. Ah. All right, so it's a mute. So we have to decide, we have to come up with what kind of mute it is. What kind of mute, yeah. You have to keep asking questions until you can guess, and I will say that the answer is quite specific. <laughs> <laughs> this is, see, this is just mean, because we've already, we already know what it is. It took us four questions, and we know it's a mute. Mm -hmm. That's good, because you have 20. That means we won. We win. 
I would like to claim victory, Brian. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm sure. Motion, I'm motion carried. I'm sure you would. <laughs> motion carried. So yeah. we have to figure out what kind. What and this kind is, of this mute. Is, He probably means what kind and what brand. Yes, So it, it, like, let's just say, for example, and I'm not making this a guess, that it's a straight mute. And we say, is it a straight mute? And he says, yes. Then we have to get, figure out the brand. And he goes, but that's we're not done yet. Yes, that's it's where he's going be. to be very specific because I just don't think that this is that difficult to do. So the the difficulty level has to come in somewhere. All right, that's so what, what us kind of, overthinking all right, it. All right, so you're up, Brian. Which is what the kind best of mute do you think thing. this is? Um, it's a uh, it's a solo tone mute. Is that your guess? No. Do you have to? Yeah, no, that's not my guess. What you guys just started to do a second ago would have been the logical way to go about this. You've only used. Four questions. Right. You just ask. The you have what, what sixteen the... questions left, and like right. Joey said, is it the way you're supposed to do it? Is is it a? That's what we've been doing. But right. you didn't actually ask me that. You're just yeah, talking I to said, each other it, about it. I said, is it a mute? And you said right. yes. And now we're figuring out the next question. Okay. All right. So I think cool we should... your jets there. Well, I'm just saying you're not asking me anything. No, we're he's working not... on Sal. <laughs> he's doing the opposite of helping. <laughs> yes. We're getting too close. We're scaring him. <laughs> That's right. I figured you're going to get it. So do you want to go? Do you want to ask solo tone? So That's we your should favorite. ask, you can go ask with that. yes, is it a solo tone mute by Trump Corps? That's the correct answer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <Yes>! Five questions. <laughs> Down goes Stoneman. <laughs> that was a very specific answer oh that I had gosh. written. The first one, Trump Corps solo tone mute. That's great. Nice. Brian, not, killing it. Not Boom. just any solo tone. Trump Corps solo, solo tone. tone. I, I do have mine. Yeah. My, my oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, yeah. With the yeah, docafage. Yeah, right. it, yeah, it looks great. Luke Luke was in here the other day, and he pointed at the desk. He said, what's going on over there? <laughs> what do you got going on <laughs> here? And the new um, my new zinger with the docafage um, yeah. is on its way. Awesome. Nice. Chris emailed today. Um, Joe, you're still the most expensive friend ever. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. not close either. Um <laughs> I, I do have that one. That went by pretty quickly. I have one more. If you want to try another, one more what? I have another item here. If you want to play one more round of twenty questions, do or if have, you want to, if you want to just time? we should probably move on. That's fine. We can yeah. we can save it for next time. We can save it. It's a we really good one though. We really need one. <laughs> it's so good. We need a win. Yeah, it's we'll take really the, we'll good. take the win. No worries. <laughs> All right, boys. Time for a couple things. It's no secret <laughs> that <laughs> I thought you would enjoy that. And so, look, it's no secret that I have been quite vocal, literally, not figuratively, regarding articulation. In fact, I like to consider myself the anti-articulator, the one person willing to take a stand against the tongue-driven embouchure, the vortex of vowel shapes, the constant hammering that takes place in band rooms all across this great land. And I'd like to think that I'm gathering an army, the real musicians among us who recognize these threats to society, these tongues in sheep's clothing, the axis of evil. In fact, I think the two of you have seen the light and agree with me on this very concept, which is why today we're here to talk about articulating the problem. <laughs> wow. Wow. That was quite the bold introduction. Thank you. Well done. Well done. And I did most of it without front. <laughs> okay, let's let's go right in. I would like to start with this. I ask this question a lot in in, in lessons and in master classes in clinics and it's 
sometimes very difficult to get an answer out of trumpet players. I say to them this. I'm going to ask you a very simple question, and I'm looking for a very simple answer. What, what is your is, favorite color? What, exactly. Blue, no green. Ah! <laughs> I, I ask them, what is the tongue's job when playing the trumpet? And then and the, the kind of answers I get are amazing. They will say to me things like, I've gotten this answer several times. Well, you know, like to interrupt the air. And I <laughs> said, so, so you think the tongue's job is to interrupt air? That's its job. Now, I'm not saying that doesn't happen. I'm just saying that's not its job. Because then I will say to them, that's a little like saying, what is the trumpet's job? To be a piece of metal. <laughs> well, it is a piece of metal. That's not its, Doing its job. job well. Yeah, that's not the job. They'll say things like, well, you know, like to start things. And I'm like, um, okay, mm. well, let's try this. And then I'll just do a nice air attack. So I don't need it to do that. Mm. So mm -hmm. I have what I think to be a pretty simple answer to what is the tongue's job when playing the trumpet. I All love right. it. Let's hear your definition. Which Hit is it. just this, to give notes a clear beginning when we choose. Mm. That's it. Which like means it. its job is not to start notes. Right. To place notes. <laughs> right. To hold notes in place. To announce their presence with authority. <laughs> and I'm out. As you are it out. were. As it were. <laughs> right. You know, because uh, we all we all know that there are people who sort of figure out, if I can just go and put it right there, that's how I'll get that note to speak, because I can essentially put it there with my tongue. Right. Yep. right. That, I agree with you, Dr. Stoneman, is the problem. Is the problem. Articulating... The problem. So I came prepared with a list, an alliterative list of what I think, I think this is the root of the, the issue here. There are okay. three things that contribute to this problem. Are you ready? I love it. Sure. Pedagogy, practice, and provocation. <laughs> so you think, wait, pedagogy is the problem? Yeah. I think the way that it's taught, the yeah, way oh, that we oh, teach oh, please, it. Please illuminate there. Okay. And then the practice part is that we just allow it to continue, and the yeah. provocation part is that there are people who are actually asking for it. Yeah. People are definitely asking for it. In the master class I did two weekends ago, these two trumpet students were in front of me, and I've, I have actually never heard anybody articulate this hard. And I spent the whole time getting them to stop, and and um, student finally stopped, and I said, doesn't that sound better? And he said, yeah, it, it does. He said, I'm just having to get out of the mode of my band director telling me to tongue things harder all the time all the time and i was like they ask for that and they're like mm -hmm. oh yeah this is why i have to play in band right okay yeah yeah <laughs> oh yeah because it's being used we can get to this as we get to provocation but it's being used to account for other time issues within the ensemble it's being used sure. to fix things if everybody's tonguing harder and being deliberate about where they're placing that note well that'll help the time in the room Oh, that pedagogy. Well, that's, yeah, there's that. But for me, okay. that falls into provocation. I'm talking about even when we start kids from the beginning, right? Beginners, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of working on the things you just talked about, Joey, like an air attack, moving, you know, resonating, getting a nice sound and all that, we start right in with the two, 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 right from the beginning, and every note is tongued. They're not, young yeah. students are not taught that you can start a note without the tongue. It's all oh, from the beginning that way. Mm -hmm. 
And so everything they look at and everything they read, they continue to articulate it, whether it has a rainbow over the top of it or not. They just tongue everything. Interesting. I have not yeah. young kids. Even I hadn't kids. thought about it from that perspective because when I when I spent, a, I mean, a few years starting beginners. Right. That's not what I did. Well, of course it isn't. <laughs> so, um, of course it's not. Breath so, and blow. Yep. Yeah. I, I mean, we. I would definitely talk about the coordination of how easy it is to tongue, but you don't. Sure. You, that's again the tongue's job when but we choose. We're if you think use it, but right. we don't have to use it. But if you think about the way, well, there's so many parallels, right, between the way that we uh, learn language as kids, the way we speak when we're little, how choppy it is, and every word is me want cookie, right? And then eventually you say, I would like a cookie, and then eventually it's like kill for a cookie you know it just kind of all runs together right yeah but now so, i want now i want no. now you want a cookie <laughs> you want an insomnia cookie yeah. hungry yeah oh. um <clears throat> anyway we teach that from the beginning that that is that that choppiness and that's what sticks with them you can hear it in your head like an elementary trumpet or an elementary band and then it goes to middle school it smooths out a little bit sometimes and then high school it smooths out a little bit more and so on and so forth but I think it's because we teach that rather than teaching flow and air and sound at the beginning, we're teaching lining up these notes and making them happen where they're supposed mm -hmm. to. And that's done via articulation. Yes. And that's what causes people to essentially use the tongue to put mm -hmm. notes into place. Yes. Because this is what yeah. I have. I deal with a lot with college students when they say, well, yeah, but it's supposed to. And I said, right. But here's what I want you to think. We can like I'll play, you know, any note that you could play. I'll just start with an air attack and say, see, I don't need my tongue to make that note happen. Right. So we don't need it for that. We just use it for that clear beginning. Ding. You yep. know, a nice pingy attack we want on everything. Right. For, for the clarity, but not for the placement. But your definition is great because I believe that articulation is an additive process. Yeah. Right. So we've got this free-flowing, established and free-flowing airstream, and we do want to choose to align certain notes or begin certain notes or you know right set up right. a rhythmic pattern underneath that um but it's added to the airstream it doesn't make it happen um my kevin eisensmith always just said the tongue the air moves the tongue the tongue does not move the air right the oh, air's already too. moving it's yeah. already there yeah yeah the yeah, air's the already air. going it's a, it like all like well like all things trumpet it's a coordination issue right so but it, it, it's just like talking right you know, if you if you don't have any problems speaking, you shouldn't really have any problems tonguing on the trumpet, uh, uh, unless you're unaware of that you're doing your articulation on the instrument totally differently than you are on the on, when you speak. Well, exactly. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and lots of students lots of students are totally unaware of where their tongue is in the mouth, where it's placed while they're playing. They're just completely unaware of what it's doing because it's partially right. involuntary, right? Yeah, and the, the pedagogy that goes along with that, of course, I think is one of raising awareness, right? You ask that question, hey, play that again and just think about where your tongue is in your mouth because they're typically not doing it. Right. And then the opportunity to kind of embrace that idea or think about that makes them aware of what they're doing. Mm -hmm. But it's typically, my, my argument here is that it's typically overdone. It's overdone in the teaching aspect of it, right? Yeah. And it's just, it's just, it's on its head. Like, we need to make a great sound first. And then tonguing is just one of the things we do in playing the trumpet. It's not the thing that makes it happen. It's an expressive tool. Yeah. Right. But it is something we need to have at our disposal. Absolutely. Yeah. Disposal. And it is worth introducing very early on in trumpet playing. I mean, it is something that I do teach beginners. 
because mm-hmm. otherwise then they're just going to slur everything and think that's yeah. the way you play and that's not good either or they'll start huffing on the air because they can hear that there's yeah. supposed to be you some definition right oh man that's not good either mm-hmm. so we do have to introduce it it is an important fundamental part of, of trumpet playing i told you that story about the the friday night beginner trumpet class i used to do when i was mm-hmm. first here and uh, had a student who's literally playing with his tongue out of over his bottom lip and the mouthpiece on top of that and on the top lip playing. And I was trying to get him to understand, he was like a sixth grader, that his tongue should be inside his mouth when he's playing the trumpet. Um, doesn't have to be outside his, over his lip. And he said, oh no. He said, my teacher told me very clearly, when I play, I've got to use my tongue. Mm. <laughs> I was like, there you go. Okay, so that's true. Good. However, good. Let's start with that. Using it a different way. <laughs> yeah, not as the foundation wow, of the bottom of the bottom it, of mouth. Use my yeah. tongue. That is yeah. so good. I I had a horn player come to me a few years ago, and she had done pretty well in festivals and stuff around here, and she said, "Yeah, I can't, I can't tongue, not a tongue." And my colleague had sent her in to say. Go, go see Bill, see what he says. So, Go see the articulation guru. <laughs> yeah, go see me. He's so against as, it, maybe he can fix it. As I, I have said before, I'm the most articulate man I know. There it is. <laughs> it's a poster on my wall in my office. <laughs> Joey signed it. Um, anyway, she comes in and starts playing, and I can tell she's huffing. You know, she's doing yeah. the ha, 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 ha thing. And I'm like, okay. It's it done really We'll learn to disguise it really well. I said, yeah, I don't. I said, why don't just... Think about this T syllable, you know, the usual stuff to try to get her to engage the tongue. Couldn't do it. I'm like, all right, here's what we're going to do. Ready? You know how the air goes through, right, through the lips and in the horn? Yeah, I go, I need you to plug that hole with with your tongue. So she did. And I said, great. Now when you're ready to play, just pull the tongue out of the way. And the sound came out. I said, great. Can you do that three times in a row? And she went, two, two, two. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I said that'll be ten dollars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's um, beautiful. Yeah, it worked. It worked in reverse, but it also makes you, you know, made me think about that. I wanted to t- at some point we're going to talk about this. We think about that articulation as a forward motion, but is it really? No, I think it's, it's a circular motion. Yes, but I think one of the reasons that some students end up being full on hammer time yep. is because that's what they're doing with it. Bam, bam, bam. Right. Yeah, it's it more nuanced than that. Right. Oh, it should be more nuanced than that. This now this gets to the hard part. Um, right. What what is it exactly? And this is where it gets really difficult because you, you, you both said, well, you know, where is the tongue in your mouth and where should it hit? And these are an- questions that do not have universal answers. I they, agree. They have general answers. Yes. You know, when we when we talk about, I, I generally say, all right, you know, just say the word tongue, and students will go tongue. I said. It's probably somewhere around there. Yeah, exactly. Right. You know, and again, probably and somewhere, not exactly and should be. Because I know when, when I was growing up and even maybe when Bill was growing up uh, back then, <laughs> they, they, we used to hear very, very specifics that the tongue should hit precisely right where the teeth meet the gum line. Yep. And then uh, yes. you should hit right there and then come right back and it should sit in the back of your mouth at exactly. And, uh, you know. That can it's, really lock somebody up, yeah. and especially oh, sure. if, you know, everybody's mouth, teeth, everybody's a little bit oh, God, different it's that all way. Different, yeah. So the idea that it, there's a there's a 
very specific exact place where everything is supposed to happen is false. So if, if anybody's yeah. telling you that, well, it has to be exactly like this, it doesn't. No, but there are <laughs> acceptable ranges, right? Yeah. And there is oh, an ex right. sort of an acceptable approach to doing it. And anything that results in us being aware of your tongue while you're playing is wrong. <laughs> yes. Like, look, there's a whole bunch of stuff that goes inside on inside a piano when you press that key down, right? The, the lever with the thing with a hammer that drops and trips the thing which falls forward and hits a string and then a sound comes out. And what we hear is, ah, uh, <laughs> you know, we don't hear, boom, and then the sound comes out. But if you are hearing that click or that tap at the front and that pop in front of every note, you know, you might want to think about falling somewhere else in the range of what is acceptable in terms of articulation. And that might mean a change in syllable, might mean a change in placement of your tongue. But we yes, don't... But, but we do want a clarity there. Absolutely. You want the note to start clearly at the beginning. I yes. agree. Yeah. I agree. But not tone... Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. That's right. Is that a problem when the percussive sound is before the actual sound of the instrument? Well, I'm pointing it out because apparently a whole bunch of other people think that it's okay. Think yeah. it's okay. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so, but th this is the pedagogy part of it. And I'm not saying it's easy. I, I, I think it is difficult. But of course, the pedagogy should be driven by the sound, Joey. And as you're saying, right? Yeah. Actually, I'm, I'm saying it's easy. Uh, I'm absolutely saying that it's easy. I'm saying that the hard part of the hard part is fixing it. Mm. The hard part isn't teaching it. The hard part is when students figure out this is how I figured out how to get a sound is yes, by right. tonguing really hard. Fixing that can be difficult if they don't learn it that way in the first place. And you say, hey, listen, it's just as easy as doing this. Right. And then they go, oh, just and a sound comes out. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, oh, well, that's easy enough. Then we're done. Right. Yeah. Right. right. Absolutely. And I and I have solutions down here tonight to talk about. Right. Oh, yeah. Because I don't just want no, no, no. to get to, to that pick too. on that, but I want to get to the exactly. solutions thing, and I think that's super helpful. But so that's, for me, that's under the pedagogy part of it. I think from the very beginning, we're just not paying enough attention to it. And you're giving an inch, they'll take a mile. It's going to be too much. It's going to be overdone. Yeah, it is overdone an awful lot because yeah. it's an easy way to make sure a note comes out. Right. And so then that maybe gets us to the practice part of this, the second thing on my list, which <laughs> is it's just allowed to continue, right? And it's, of course. it's just not cleaned up and players themselves are just relying on it, you know, and it's just it's just propagated. Well, let's talk about natural. the two places that this happens. Okay. Right? So let's talk in the band room or the orchestra room and, you know, where band directors are. I want to get everybody together. I want to get everybody in the same place at the same time. And if everybody sort of sounds like they're in the same place at the time, same time, they are not going to have the time or maybe even be able to stop and say, hey, listen, that's not the way we're going to do this here because their job is to get the whole ensemble going. Right. Right. So there are times where band directors may hear, okay, listen, hey, all right, we're all together and we're sounding pretty good. Awesome. Now, what might be happening at that point is individuals are going, you know, locking up and making sure we all start in the same <laughs> right. place. Right. I do not blame the band directors for this. The band director's job is to make is to look at the whole band, not each individual. But so I'm not mad at band directors. I am mad at private teachers. Let me make this very clear. Mm. <clears throat> this is where uh, I, 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 have watched this uh, over 
the many places, many years I've taught private lessons in different places, there are people that I refer to as etude checkers. These are private teachers who you come in and it's like, well, you had to play, you know, this etude and that scale and let's see your band music and we check that off every week and then you do a next one next week. I don't think that's really teaching. So if somebody comes in and knocks out all the right notes in all the right order and, and, you know, they don't fall apart. They're like, hey, you're doing just fine. You've done the work. I, check I, off the etude. This is an absolutely true story from many, many, many years ago at one of the places I was teaching a bunch of middle school and high school students. And there was another person teaching a lot of trumpet players who said, hey, come listen to this kid. He's going to be auditioning for college. And the entire right side of his face looked like it was about to explode. Yes. Mm. Like it was just completely blown out on the right side of his playing. And sound wasn't really centered or focused Mm -hmm. but he played in time he played the right notes in the right order and i'm thinking oh my gosh that's a project and this kid's a senior in high school so the the teacher asked me what i thought and i said well um you know uh, maybe sound easier i was trying to be nice and talk about some broad concepts it was just like a minute and i pulled the teacher aside and i said how long have you been teaching him he said well Mm. since he was a beginner (laughs) <laughs> and I and I said, then why haven't there seem to be some fundamental issues that have not yet been addressed? Right. Oh no no, no that that's going to work itself out. <laughs> oh, oh no no that's no. Just, that's change over that's time gonna, by That's going to be fine. You don't have to talk. And about I it. said oh. and I said to him, yeah. When this kid's <laughs> I mean this kid's going to audition at some good schools and they're going to look and listen and say that's a project I'm not going to take on. Yeah. And that's, of course, exactly what happened to this student. Yeah. Mm. But the teacher at that time, mm. I thought, what? why would you not address? And this is where this is where it really falls. This It falls to doing that work at the beginning. As soon as you have somebody that comes in that wants to take lessons, they're telling you, I want to do more than just play my band music. Yeah. So let's, yeah. let's go in. Because the better you're set up fundamentally, the be- more you can accomplish and the more stuff you can do and the more fun you can have playing. Right. So right. let's go ahead and just go after that. Even if the kid, I don't care if anybody wants to be a musician if as a profession, but if they're taking lessons, that means they want to get better. So let's help them. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. And so this yeah. is where you're talking about the, the, that it's just allowed the practice of, well, yeah. yeah, you know, you got through that. Yeah, you got through that. John Rommel, one of my colleagues here, has, this is the phrase. We have students that come and audition for us. Yeah. And we'll hear them and walk out and John will look at me and say, wow, uh, I mean, I'm surprised playing like that, that they actually got all the way through it. <laughs> yes. Right. Like, how do they even get, if I played like that, I'd never make it through that all the yeah. way. Yeah. Way, and, way too hard. It's, it's essentially fundamentally flawed. Mm-hmm. So there's, it can only get to so good. Yeah. So, and you're right, but this is the, this is the epidemic of the pedagogy related to the practice. Well, it's got to yeah. be, you got, we got to cut this off at the source and say, no, fundamentals, the fundamental setup of, has to be just absolutely foundational to trumpet pedagogy. Yeah, I had a colleague years ago I heard would say, you know, oh, do you, do you study privately? You know, at the audition? Oh, mm-hmm. I walk out of the room and go, somebody took their money. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because well, and yeah. th- that's the same. That's what it is. Like there, there is a private instruction going on there, but it's just you, week after week you're just reinforcing the same thing. I get mad about this every year during college auditions. When we have students walk in and they're auditioning, like for their undergrad here, and they're an interested high school student, and they have either like this, they are just abruptly hammer-tonguing every single note in their, pre- in their prep, 
and they've been taking private lessons for the past six years or that and playing wrong notes. <laughs> and I'm thinking, right. you take lessons? <laughs> yeah. I think they might have caught that. Well, I had someone yeah. come in. Uh, this has been what a do you do? Sorry. What do you no, do about the ahead. students who are not taking lessons? Because there are lots of students out there who just in a situation, oh. you know, they're not taking lessons. Well, they don't know. They're not. I mean, I, I lived in a, in a town that had lots of private teachers around. School, Michigan School of Music was there. Like, that's a privilege, right, mm-hmm. to be in that situation. But it didn't happen. It doesn't happen like that everywhere. No, I, st- I still see a bunch of students who don't have that you know, that luxury, mm-hmm. in some cases, that's better because, you know, they, okay. They so baggage. They, yeah, they're just kind of stumbled on this themselves and they, they didn't have someone saying every week that this is the right way to do it. And it's a, it's more of a blank slate. Mm-hmm. I will tell you this. I have a, I have a giant soft spot for, uh, Indiana is not a place where, in a lot of places, they, there just aren't a lot of private teachers. So if I see an in-state kid who comes in here and hasn't had that opportunity, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're interested and they're working hard. This is this is one from years ago. This kid walked in, and he was auditioning to be a jazz major, and played for us. And it was really struggling. And we had French horn stuff written and trumpet stuff written. So I asked him, "Why does it say this?" And he says, "Well, I played French horn up until high school, but then I wanted to play in jazz band, so I switched to trumpet." Mm-hmm. And he, he's from a small town, hadn't really taken lessons. And I said, mm-hmm. "What you play in your jazz audition?" Well, I played all the things you want. So mm-hmm. he, I said, well, "Play me the melody of that, and play me a chorus of that." And his time's good, and he's making the changes all the way through the bridge. Which are a <laughs> giant pain in the butt. He walks out of the room, and John and Ed look at me and go, Whew, boy, that was rough." And I'm like, "Oh, I'm taking him." Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and his first lesson, first lesson in the fall, he came, and I said, "Okay, listen, uh, you know, you're really nerd to learn how to play the trumpet. We got to work on that." He goes, "Yeah, I know. Let's go." Yeah, all <laughs> yeah. in. Yeah, Peace very guy. aware. Very self-aware. No yeah. problem. So when I yeah. run into that's a whole different issue. I think when when mm-hmm. kids are interested and haven't had opportunity, okay, let's go. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 But when they're allowed to, you know, it that's the sad thing when they do have a teacher or they're in a program where they're just allowed to damage what otherwise could be good playing. Mhm. Yeah. Like this is the thing like this is the real killer. You hear someone who makes a really great sound and then they put the horn up and just hammer through it. And you're like, you're destroying your own tone on every note you play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. I had a student come in a few years ago playing Kenan just had just started it and was drilling it yes. like every note. And I'm like, okay. Um, you know, have you started work on this in your lessons? Well, we just had a couple lessons, but my teacher told me to just play through the entire thing front to back as loud as I could and just <laughs> articulate every note, like, you know, tongue every note. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, right. So that's yeah. what the kid did. So, uh, you know, I have a different approach to that. But if that's, you know, I don't want to get in the way of what you're doing at home and, you know, <laughs> oh, no, no, no. What would you, you know, what would you do? Okay. Well, this is what. You know, <laughs> how I think it should go. But wow. I think, and, and so I'll throw the last thing I want to throw into practice is that this idea that understanding notation, right? So notation can be really confusing, right? It could be, it, it can be a thing that really kind of gets in the way and says, tell your short note story. Yeah. Have you told well, short, that before? Have I told that before? The short note story? I don't know that I have. I, I probably have, but I don't remember it. I use this story. I use this. Story Go for it. Please tell my story. Oh, so your Bill is teaching a young kid. Um, 
Oh, about the connectivity? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that story. Yeah. 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 Well, that was just me trying to get him to connect, and he was leaving all sorts. Of, just everything was short. Everything and I said, was short. It's supposed to be connected. And he looks at me and he says, but there's spaces between them notes. And I said, yes, there are. Yeah. As a matter of fact. However. This is what you mm. should think of. And then you wrote in this I just literally, with a pencil. Yeah, colored them through, made everything colored connect. Through every note. Yeah, with college kids, sometimes I'll like, hey, where are you at in music history? Have you seen this? You know, like the nooms with the slurred lines yeah. and the big blobs. And I'm like, yeah, it's more like that, actually. <laughs> That's right. just the, the Catholic in you coming right back I'm out. Here, can I say? <laughs> it all goes back to chance. It all you. goes back to chance. But I now, think not I understanding you what, and, you know, and, and just kind of taking things literally, if there's a dot over the note or, you know. When I was editing uh, the Goldman, I said, can we just take all the dots off all the, off all the yes, notes? Yes, please. And yeah. they said, no, no, we're not doing that. They I said, said yes, that, we'll said, do it, and then they put in more dots. Well, but what <laughs> when students see sixteenth notes with staccato marks? Oh yeah, come on. It's not, da, 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 but that's what it it, it can yes. look like, and and be a reasonable assumption for a young student. Sure. Said, it's making people learn and practice and play these things in a manner that's only going to hurt them. Mm-hmm. But they yeah. did not agree with me in that. Yeah, no that that should be how how old is that stuff? How old is the Goldman? When was that stuff written? I don't know. It's not public domain yet, is it? It should be, yeah. Well, if it is, then we're going in. We're going to do the WTF version. I can. I have actually had this thought because <laughs> when my editing was not what they, it was not exactly what I told them. That and Bousquet both. Mm-hmm. So we could put that out. I'll check. Think, if that's going to be public domain, I could reset all of them. I'm just saying. And then just put and it out. We'll just put it out on the website for free. Because I mean, as much as we're screwing around with this, yeah. Though even if we did just a handful of them, right? Selected, selected sure. articulation studies, you know. But the notation is an issue because when students see the dots and don't know how to interpret that, or see the dots mm-hmm. under a long line, which means legato, but they still hammer them anyway. Yes. You know right. the no- so in the practice part of this, and what students do, there are a lot of issues that contribute to it. Totally. That's what I'm saying. Yep. And then for me, the last one again is this provocation. And we've kind of already covered this, but whether it's, and I like, Joey, you're saying that this is coming from two places, which is their experience at school and whatever that is, and then the private teachers, they're being asked to do this right, repeatedly, and that's not okay. Yeah, so for the band directors out there, if you want to get something together, see if you can get it together with an air attack first. Because if everything will actually go, give them four beats. Say we're going to breath attack on one, and the sound should start on four. So like a, yeah. oh, see if we mm-hmm. can get to there yeah. as far as starting, and then back that up so it can start together, then add the tongue. You will be astounded at the quality of sound that will happen. Mm-hmm. And to the private teachers out there, it's hard work when something is fundamentally flawed to fix it. It's worth it. Spend the, time. Yeah, spend the time. Spend yep. the time saying, listen, here's what we're going to do. Nope, that's not it. Nope, that's not it. Nope, that's not it. Mm-hmm. That's what's worthwhile. Yeah. I love the, and we're kind of easing into solutions here, which is great because I yes. think it's where we need to go next. But totally. if there are articulation errors or you hear a student where if you can hear what's going on with the tongue or you literally in some <laughs> cases see it come out the bell and look around and then duck back in again, <laughs> yes. you know, oh, um, yeah, I mean, just remove it all together yep. and insist on that immediacy of sound. If you can get the immediacy of sound up front without the tongue, then you're going to add it back in. But when you do, a couple things to consider here. Uh, 
I and I've used this, Brian, you've heard me use this before in clinics. Do not articulate at the same dynamic level that you're playing. Okay. If you want to yes. play a forte, you should be tonguing at mezzo piano. But not tonguing, you know, playing a forte and tonguing at three Fs, you right. know, which is normally what happens. Yeah. Um but the idea that it's it's you're staying under the sound, you know, literally it, and figuratively. Yeah, your articulation shouldn't be louder than the sound. The 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 rule when I was in, in graduate school in Cleveland was the louder you play, the lighter you tongue. Yes. Which is a great way to think about it. Yeah, get out of the way. I have a bunch of tuba player friends who all use the same thing, which is they'll draw on the board the perfect articulation, lowercase t, capital, really huge capital O-H after it. <laughs> right? <laughs> Beautiful visualization for, yeah. Yeah. and of course, they're using that big open syllable. And my yeah. horn colleague here, Mike, always says he does the how-to, how-to breath. Yeah. Oh, see, I always think ah. Yeah. Ah is actually right. more open than O. O is more yeah. covered, yeah, so, so I always think ah. Well, we're talking um, about the conical guys down the hall. No offense, Brian. I know Brian. those conical oh, guys are all like that. But, <laughs> you know. uh, yeah, no offense. But, uh, yeah, I do think always ta, that's the other part of it, is uh, for people who use those your tongue to hold things in place. That's yes. the other part, right? Yeah. They tongue, and then their tongue is fairly rigid. Trumpet players, if you've ever gotten to the end of an etude and your tongue feels like it's a, like taking up the entirety of the inside of your mouth, mm. you're tonguing too hard. Yeah. <laughs> That's all there is to it. Yeah. And you're using that tongue for something it's not supposed to be used for. I don't think yeah. they're aware of where it is. Like I've had students in here lesson after lesson. Um, okay. You got to move your tongue out of the way. It's really far in the front of your mouth, hammering on your lips and they just don't know. And if I say, okay, just come here and just look in the mirror and they say tal, and there's a, they're doing an L at the end of ta, tal, and then tongues forward. And I say, okay, now look where that is. Now look where mine is, ta, and then move it out of the way. And yeah. then they do it, and they're like, oh, there. Yeah. Y yes, like when you say ah. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's why you conceive of ah. Now, is it yeah. exactly like that when you're playing? Well, probably not exactly, but that's why the conception yeah. works. Sure. Um, yeah. Jim Willett, who's the tuba professor at Eastern Kentucky, where I did my master's degree, used to say, articulate with the smallest taste bud on the tip of your tongue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it just creates, awesome. yeah, that image of just, you don't, it does not need to be fully present and blocking the entire front of your mouth. It's just, no, just it's, get it's it, that yeah, slight get it thing. In a clear beginning and out. But what you're saying, eliminated is often great because people will look at articulated passages and thinking, well, I have to tongue all of that. All right, but Eventually. the tongue should operate in a manner where those notes are going to come out whether you tongue them or not. Exactly. So, so first, get it out of the way, play the whole thing slurred. If they're not coming out when it's slurred, mm -hmm. that means you're using your tongue to put them yeah. there, and that's making your tongue do more work than it should, which means you're hammering even a little yep. bit. Yep. So everything Agreed. should work. Get rid of it first and then add it back easily. And that's exactly right. And especially, I mean, coming from me as well, who spends a lot of my life playing lead trumpet in commercial settings. Right. And tongue I pretty think hard. exactly the same yeah. way when I'm playing lead. Exactly yeah. the same way. You, you might hear a really strong and accented attack, but what you're going to hear is sound. You're not going to just hear tongue coming out the bell. Right. Because really, ultimately... It reduces the amount of power and impact that you have. Yeah, yes. it take it, it takes sound right it, off of it. You just keep pulling sound away from the bell because you're just taking up all that space with thwack at the front of the note, <laughs> mm -hmm. right? Exactly. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, I, and I'm I'm on board with this, Joey. If it is an articulated passage, you should be able to play it slurred. It, the 
the airstream sure. should be right out there doing that. Yeah, even um, with, even and, and if you're thinking, what about rest? Blow through them. Yeah. Like if Long there's notes. something with like yeah. a quarter note, eighth rest, stuff like that, just, I'll just play through the rest, connect everything. And if, and if things aren't speaking, then and but they work when you're tonguing, you're tonguing too hard, period. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, we're not going to get into solving this tonight because we just don't have this kind of time. I think we just did. Well, it's, no, it's its own episode. I'm just saying. No, I'm gonna. That was a that was a preface to anchor tonguing. Oh yes, because this is. Well, uh, let's talk a little bit about anchor tonguing. Well, I think we should include it, but we're not gonna. We can't be. But exhaustive. anchor tonguing is just a. In, in reality, anchor tonguing. For those who don't know, anchor tonguing is essentially if you if you place the uh, the tip of your tongue near the bottom of your teeth. And then you are essentially tonguing with the middle of your tongue, right? Or slightly and, farther back than the tip. Sli- yeah. Right. So, yeah, but the same contact point up beyond on the roof of the mouth. Right. This is this is how some people just figure out how to tongue. Right. So there are some people when they start doing this are just tonguing that way, and it's perfectly fine. Yeah. Um, Ray Mace is an anchor tonguer. Mm-hmm. Herbert L. Clark was an anchor tonguer. Hmm. Yeah. So people uh, and there are. There, it's always easy to argue about, like uh, old dead people that uh, people like to say, "Well, so and so did it this way." But here's right. the thing: there are people that do this, and there are people that don't do this. There is more than one way to tongue. Yeah, and Ray Mace had no articulation problems. Uh, no, <laughs> no, he's a beautiful trumpet player. <laughs> yeah, my absolutely gosh, beautiful, absolutely beautiful trumpet player. Yeah, yeah. So, anchor tongue is, I think, should be reserved mostly for folks who are native um, Spanish or Italian speakers, that tongue position is in a little bit more forward and down position. So mm-hmm. it can, can lend itself to that. Um, also, if you have an unusually long tongue um, to get it out of the way, people will, will just put, tuck the tip down behind the, mm-hmm. the, the bottom teeth. And uh, so it's, it can be a structural thing too. So I do have students who, do that just because it's easier and um students with some students with a speech impediment and the tongue's just naturally in that spot mm-hmm. they find that sure can sometimes be helpful i don't yeah. play that way but i certainly am willing to work with a student yeah. i do think that it loses yeah um when you're multiple tongue i do think the tip has to not be anchored i think the tongue has to move enough that the tip has to float a little bit when you're multiple yeah. tongue yeah otherwise it won't yeah. work yeah yeah you're not going to get the alternation now, there if you want to yeah. know what you're doing all you got to do, take your horn out, start a G in the staff with an air attack, and then just move the tongue around in your mouth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then go, oh, look at that. And it'll sound just a little weird. You hear like a rare, rare, kind of sound mm-hmm. coming out of your bell. But this is going to show you that you just don't need that tongue to hold notes in place or to start them at all. Just wiggle it around in your mouth, and you can do the same thing anywhere else. If you get to a place where you can't do that with your tongue, guess what? You're using your tongue to hold it there, and that's not great. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Well, look, it's it's we've we've all talked about this. We've joked around about it before, and I knew we you was give me a hard time, but I'm I'm out there saying <laughs> enough is enough. I've stood in front of <laughs> so many trumpet sections where it's just full on assault. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And and all that tension and all that hammering makes so many other things difficult. Like if you want to move into learn multiple tonguing, there's so much tension involved with playing with (laughs) hammering that, you know, that it makes that almost impossible. So, yeah, Yeah. but I think we've done good work here to clean it up if we do say so ourselves. And we just did. (laughs) All right, boys, time for no, no offense. (laughs) 
please hammer don't hurt him <laughs> look if your articulation wow. has been compared to an ak-47 or any other weapon you're doing it wrong yeah yeah it's uh, not wow please make it about the music it has to be not just it has to be first about the sound mm -hmm. right if your tongue if your tonguing is obscuring your sound if your tongue yeah. is obscuring that music if your tongue again feels like it's too big in your mouth you're doing it wrong you're doing it wrong <laughs> right that's yeah. just just get it out of the way play some flow studies yeah get it someone hears you play and the first thing they mention is that you're doing How it wrong. strong that, your articulation that's, is. That's really a warning sign. That's yes. could be. Wow, that sounded really aggressive. <laughs> well, thank you. I've been working on that. Yeah. You know. Not okay. Not okay at all. Well, boys, that should about do it for today. Stay tuned. Tell your friends and neighbors. And please stop over-articulating. <laughs> so long for now. Keep an open mind, but more importantly, an open bell.